Guys, I'm so excited to reveal to and announce to everyone my new um the the Batman OC original character I've made up in Gotham Knights. And this is a new one and I'm excited. I'm gonna write a bunch of fiction about it, put it up on the internet for everybody's eyes to see and read it. Because I Griffin's feel like they ba- covered a, a pretty much any category of character or it has been what, a hundred years of Batman characters. There's no Batman, way Man, Man yeah. Bat. Calendar yeah. Man, Calendar okay. Man. I, what, what, do you, what do you have? Can, can I do my Batman OC? Yeah, I guess. Let me do my bad one. Can I just do my Batman OC? First? Yeah, go ahead and do your Batman <laughs> OC real quick. I'm not like you. I'm not from the flowered streets. I'm from the numbered streets. That's really good. <laughs> do you like oh. the cab for cutie? Um, no, this is my. It's Christmas. It's time. So mine uh, It was all a dream. You heard me. Mine is called not, uh Night I can Vig- I know that I could keep doing that because oh I go gosh. deeper and deeper into the OC and Griffin will yeah. continue to enjoy it. I will. I could I could abandon my bit right now. No, mine was, no, no. Well, I, no, no, no let I me had. tell you what my bit was gonna be. Mine was gonna be a new Robin, a fourth Robin <laughs> for this game called Night Pigeon. And, his, <laughs> and his, he is his alias. I mean, his actual identity is, of course, two first names because that's what it's got to be for a Robin. So his name is Jeff Roger. <laughs> Jeff Roger, the night pigeon, is in this one. He's What's his a backstory? Gun expert. He's a guns expert. Nope. <laughs> what happened? already got one of those. Fuck. Uh, what's his backstory? Yeah. I mean, what his happened? parents definitely died. Sure. Because uh, of birds. <laughs> they only no. live like two years. Yeah, they ate too much rice. <laughs> they. It, 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 that's what it is. His parents eated too much. Huh. They went. They went pop. Um, and so that made him so angry. And he got. Did someone's got guns. Is there knives? One. Yeah, he does knives. Hmm. Mm. Oh, oh, is that it? There's nothing more. Maybe knife pigeons. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the week. My name is Knife Pigeon. I know. <laughs> I, I certainly know the best games of the week this time. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know some great games this week. My name is Russ Frustrating, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a game of the year show. It's a what? video game club. There it's it an is. experience. It's a family. <laughs> it's a network of resources. La Familia. La Familia. Welcome. 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 Pull up a chair. Have some I mean, bread. Participate in the Omerta. If people oh, are going to join the family, should we let them in on some of the family sort of back channeling that happened about the episode this <laughs> this week? Where, because I mean, these are these are our. I mean, this is These our are uncles, people. our nephews, all that jazz. And we all know that everyone gets along great with their great. uncle. Yeah. And that's it. And so we were going <laughs> to do the new Batman game, and then we played it, and it made us all think that people don't like when we do what can only be described as a festival of dunks. Uh, or, and so, or a sad, let's call it a sad. Yeah, episode. I don't even think this would have been a festival of dunks. I think it would have been like, like a, a championship of tears. The introduction. Let's just get the, the introduction. Finish the introduction. Yes. Uh, that, that is to say we'll talk about that later, but we'll also talk about... Yeah, oh, so now you say something about Pac-Man? 
Yeah, go ahead, Juice. Uh, video games have come a long way since Pac-Man, and mm-hmm. uh, this show has come a long way since the beginning. So I'm going to stop it here for a commercial. And then after the commercial, we'll talk more. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. So we're doing a gra- we're doing a cl- we wanted to find things that we like because <laughs> the Batman. Yeah. Um... Let, let me say up top, we're going to talk about the Batman in the second half, Gotham Knights. There is no Batman in this Batman. Yeah, game. he can't even take credit. He can't even take credit. He he he, he saw what was happening and he said, "I'm going to take good. a vacation." I'm all right. <laughs> I'm I'm good. The oh, I can't do it. Uh, so I don't think it's the world's worst game. I think that people who are absolutely obsessed with this series will want to play it. I'm just saying that, but 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 I don't think any of those people were us. No. So we have a grab bag of games that we absolutely love because there are a ridiculous amount of good games out right now. Yeah, sure. So we're going to start with one that everybody has been recommending to me, especially Hoops. Teenage Exocolonist. Tell me why I have to play this game. I was a Teenage Exocolonist. Hey, could we do a thing on this where, like, I never think to look up, like, platform something is on, so, like, why, while... I'll do that while you talk. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, I was a Teenage Exocolonist. It's uh, like Switch, PS4, Windows, Linux, Mac <laughs> operating systems, and PlayStation 5. Mid-sentence. The genres are role-playing video game, <laughs> indie game, okay. adventure <laughs> game, simulation okay. video game, strategy That's video good. game. Um, Who made it? I uh, I was a, I, the, it was designed by Sarah Northway on the Unity oh! engine. It's Northway Games, published by Finji. Um, this uh, this I was drawn to initially because there is a uh, a sort of deck building mechanic. Um, mm. it's much less of a factor in, than that sort of thing appears in like Griftlands or certainly like the pure deck based games like mm. your you know your Slay the Spires or whatever. Uh, but what this is, is you create a character who is starts out as a, a 10-year-old, a, a kid basically who lands on this alien world um, with your parents who are both sort of like farmers and scientists. And you just have to survive in this really harsh environment. But the survival is not the sort where you're like, you know, 
lighting fires and avoiding zombies, that kind of stuff. But it's more like how you spend your time as a child in this like alien colony. So uh, each it's broken up like each year into four seasons and you choose how you're going to spend each of those. And that could be something like um, studying humanities. It could be working in your parents' farm um, uh, as you get older, a little bit older, protecting the barracks or what have you. And the way you spend your time in these time periods affects your uh, uh, stats. It makes you better at communicating with people. It makes you better at fighting. It makes you more empathetic. It makes you better at reason, uh, whatever. And there are dialogue conversations that um, you can only have, dialogue options or gameplay options that you can only have if you have a certain level in these uh, different stats. So Do you know what this sounds like? What? It sounds like the Yogg. Did you ever play the Yogg? Yes, I did oh. play the So yeah, um, and, and it also is not dissimilar actually from like a much kinder, gentler, um, oh, what was that? Disco name? Elysium thank is you. what it's, wow, yeah, Russ, thank that's you. what Good it seemed like to me. Yeah. I cannot believe you got that, because yeah, I don't amazing. think it sounds like that game at all. <laughs> well, it, it, it is in the fact that like the way you, the way you react to people and the way you spend your time sort of continues to inform how you will spend your time after that, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're like making deliberate choices about that, but also the card building layer is after you have these experiences that the your like different abilities or, or statistics will let you have after you have these experiences those become uh cards in your deck and the deck is is how you uh the you play one of these rounds of the the card game whenever you spend time so if you say i'm going to do humanities you have to play um a uh a card game to see how how much of an effect it had on your stats. And the card game is sort of like a, you need to get to this certain number um, by playing cards. And there are lots of like modifiers. Like if you put a yellow card in this slot, it's plus two or whatever. But basically you play the cards and the better you do with the cards, the more impact it has in your stats. So it's sort of a virtuous cycle that way you can access more stuff. And then the memories that you get are actually turn into cards. So like the time that you uh, stood up to your dad about something is a card. It becomes like a strong yellow card that you can play that you see like a picture of that uh, depicted on the card and you can play it. So you like the memories you have are actual like make you better in the card uh, building part of the game too. And, and just to clarify, so first of all, is like most of the game text based or are you like actually moving a character? No, you're around? navigating around a world. It's not, um, the, the, the combat is all, um, in a static screen, but for most of it, you're just wandering around the world and, and talking to people. Mm-hmm. And like, are you managing like, like what is losing in this no, situation? There's, like, there, I, there, there is no losing as far as I can tell. You know, you can get a lower impact on your stats if you don't play the card game very well. But it's a very uh, sort of like I'm, open-hearted, like non-punishing, very does like, it end though? Is there a experience? Uh, yes, there is an end after you play through. I think ten years, and I think it's sort of designed. I haven't finished like a a run like that yet, but I'm. A, it feels like the kind of thing that's designed to like go back through and play a second time. The other thing that's interesting about it is that there are like real impactful story things that happen like characters it, it's still like a harsh world right so characters die with very little warning 
in yeah. a way that like mm. games don't normally. It just kind of happens, you know, like yeah. it. And uh, that is like it really gives an immediacy to it. It's very well written. Um, the the mechan- core mechanics are really, really interesting. And it's just like a very relaxing, pretty, like open hearted thing that I, I really dug. <laughs> It's funny yeah. that you went from characters die at any given moment to relaxing and open hearted. No, but it's chill though. It's, no, yeah. I know. I did. Did any of you end up playing Citizen Sleeper yet? No. no. Oh man, I tried, but Yo. when I saw all the words, I really. Yo, I, come Chris, on. I did install it, and then it came no. up, and there was so much to there read. Is, Your game sounds like it has acquired. a lot of words too, Justin. Come on, what? Your game sounds like it has a lot of well, words. Mine's too, got Justin. a little person that moves around Y'all. and falls in love. Y'all, it's gonna. It, 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 y'all have to play at it, least an hour will, before. An before hour? But it an doesn't hour. have a little guy that moves around y'all, with Mario. Y'all, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> here's why I mentioned that because it also has a very like dark setting. Uh, it seems like a high stress game, but it does the same thing where like you can't really fail. Failing is like just there to provide enough of a uh, motivation. But the game's extremely generous and patient with you, and like. No matter what decisions you make, you're gonna find it like rewarding, not just narratively, but like emotionally. And this sounds like the same thing, which I like that we're seeing more games take this route of wait, why do we include this part of the game that is not enjoyable and rewarding and makes you do entire chunks of it all over again? That's like it's so antithetical to like what what a game should be, just because like we used to have arcade games that wanted to eat more quarters. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Anyway, can't wait for all of you to play uh, my game. I'm going to play Teenage Exocolonist because I'm a good friend and I care about you <laughs> and I take what you tell me. Um, should I talk about the case of the Golden Idol, another game yes. that I want everybody to play? I just downloaded this. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. I'm hey, very Chris excited. Plant. Hey, Chris Yeah, Plant. did you play it? You got me with a bullet, baby. You knew oh, 100%. I knew it. This is a clean kill, no scope, rated <laughs> E for extremely my shit. You were right about. You don't call me four twenty hoops hunter for nothing. Yeah, you got me. You got. I, I was. I was ten minutes in before. Like I. I think I said out loud. Oh, he got me. <laughs> uh, I'll. I'll. I'll do a quick setup, and then you can. You can talk a little bit about it. So, case of the golden idol is. I would say the closest we've gotten to an Oberdin air, but mm. but is also a very different game. It is not three D. It is a 2D pixel game where there are, I don't know, like 12 or 13 murders and your job, or deaths, I should say, and your job is to figure out or deduce what happened. And the way you do that is you look at this almost static, like very light movement, uh, 2D image of the world. Like maybe it's uh, just outside of uh, a horse barn where horses live yeah they have a barn stable yeah stable stable, like a horse stable and they're like a man is actively on fire like fire is spewing out of his eye holes in his mouth and some people are running away and some people are like looking like they're almost like curious about it Mm -hmm. and uh and there are objects on the ground from that person and you can click on these little glowing marks everywhere so it doesn't force you just to click around randomly and it'll show you a close-up of, like, what that thing was and give you a little blurb about, like, what you can, def- like, deduce from it. So mm. you click the burning man and you see, like, oh, he was carrying, I don't know, 
some marbles and a little note that is like half burned and there are some words on the note and then you can take anytime you find words you can take the words so if there are names objects places you take them into your inventory so that's 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 weird because when everything when i clicked the burning man it just said little help (laughs) is that a is that a sorry man yeah i should know by now but is that a joke (laughs) <laughs> I, thought gonna be a, I thought you were going to take it maybe Wicker Man or maybe like something. a concert in the desert. Or, or like a Burning you know, Man. Your, yeah. your mistake was their plan is trying to graph something approximating logic onto it. I, I sure, 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 sure. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So anyway, you collect all those things and then you have a deduction sheet that's like on one side, kind of like a Mad Libs missing all the names, objects, and places. And you can fill that in with the stuff you've collected. And then the other side is like pictures of all the people. So then you can put the names there to figure out who these people are. And the goal is literally just to write a report of what happened based off of everything that you can see. What's like wild about this game is it didn't have to be a video game technically. Like there's nothing here that you couldn't do, I don't think, without pen and paper. Um, It would be incredibly complicated but this is not a game that like again you're not walking around in a 3d world it doesn't do any of those things and yet it feels so rich i mean hoops how did how did it hit you yeah once i realized like what the 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 method of it was um and and, like it's very simple the first one is like it was so simple that i thought i was missing something like what Mm -hmm. what what is the gag here what is the trick uh but it was really just like one dude was pushing another dude off a cliff and like, who are these dudes and what happened? And it's like very obvious from looking at the stuff around them, but the way it like layers on these levels of complexity where like, it's this this very pleasurable sensation that I love in like deduction games or puzzle games where it's like, you're waffling between, is that too wild of a thing to think? Or is that actually what they're leading me towards? And like not knowing that sometimes is very, very, uh, it makes you feel very clever because it doesn't feel like you found a hint in a game. It makes you feel like, oh, I really worked that out myself. There is a hint. You can click to get a hint, but it gives you like a very sort of, uh, <laughs> I don't avuncular maybe warning about <laughs> about using <laughs> hints. Like that's kind of the point of the game. Are you are you sure you want to use? And that was enough everything. to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll figure it out. So I haven't had to use a hint yet. Uh, but how it, how long does it take to solve each one for me or for you? <laughs> for me, <laughs> <laughs> a little help, a little help. Hey, is this See, guy because the guy? To be hold on, on one fi- second. Yeah, I mean, let's let's dial this in because <laughs> the guy on fire, all he wanted was a little help because he was on fucking fire. No, yeah, I sure, got sure, it. Sure, we understand. No, yeah. <laughs> we we follow. Okay, it wasn't cool. a failing on our part, and it's okay, bold just make just sure. as the technology much. of the microphones, all that stuff. It yeah. worked. Dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, how long would it take me to solve a crime? <laughs> Hours. Uh, it, yeah, it's it varies. Like uh, each one, as I have played through them, I think I've done like four so far. Um, I really don't want to rush it because I, I, yeah. I adore it. But like. Um, I think they've been sort of increasing in time. There was like the first one was maybe five minutes and then 10 or 15 for the next next few. They're they're substantial. I mean, you're sitting in really like 
looking at every inch of this yeah. thing. Um, Justin, did you did you use a, a notepad separate from the video game just to kind of jot things down? No. Um, you know what I did sort of instead of that, though? Uh, there are usually when you're solving it, there are like a few different um, sections that you need to piece together. And if you fill out one of the sections properly, it mm. will tell you what like that that is correct so you can use that i i was using that as like a starting point because it's like okay i'm gonna figure out who all these people are first and just focus on that which allowed me to like sort of uh focus on one yeah. thread rather than and just the, like the, the inventory of words is permanently at the bottom of the screen like a, the backpack almost in resident evil and you can move the words around so you can also use that as kind of a staging ground for like ideas of what you think is happening um it's very cool yeah it's just it's it's a great game i i think we'll talk a bit more about it later in the year once y'all have had a chance to play it because i i just i think it's a delight um oh and and the the art style is like the original monkey island type of like dos game like big pixelated characters to where there's like a little more detail but just because they're so they're so large um do they inter do they interweave or are they isolated stories? Or is so that a spoiler? So far it's been isolated. Well, me. there's well, I mean, there's mm, a th- Well, thread. I guess the the Golden Idol. Yeah. Uh is is it seems like you're kind of following it. Right. If that makes sense. Here's the situation. I got back from vacation yesterday and I played very few games and the games that I did play while I was on vacation was No Man's Sky, which I've talked about a lot. Yeah, now I can you, talk a little bit, a little more. But. I'm actually curious. You know what? I'm going to say this. Mm. I am curious about the second week of playing the new No Man's Sky expansion because I've never made it that far. <laughs> Anytime No Man's Sky releases an expansion, I'm like, fuck yeah. Space adventures, baby. Let's go. And then I spend yeah. a week like exploring and building a base and getting a dope ship. And then I stopped playing the game. So I'm yeah, curious so if you've gotten over the hump. I, I don't know about that. I've gotten over the hump. Here's the thing. I, I still have stuff to do, which I think is where p- most people like yank the ripcord when they're playing No Man's Sky. And I still have like a pretty decent number of like main quests and objectives I'm chasing. Whereas like, oh, I'm upgrading my freighter or I'm sending my freighter folks on like missions and I'm doing missions for some pirates. And and so I've got like app or whatever things to chase the rings to chase as Sonic does. And so, uh, yeah, I'm still into it and I still have like stuff that I really want. Like there's some dope, like exotic ships that look really cool that I feel like I'd push towards. I want to get myself to a place where I basically have a really good setup such that when future updates come out, I can just like jump into the new content without having to like do a lot of throat clearing, but I'm still really, I mean, it's really perfect on steam deck. It's like, I think even with the settings, I don't know that I could like fully sync my entire focus on it, but being able to, uh, like pick it up and put it down. Um, it's, it's really been clicking for me. It also, they've been doing it's over now. So I apologize for those that missed it, but they were doing like, very good twitch drops over the last week so i would like um, before i'd leave for the day on my vacation like open a laptop up and just leave twitch running so i'd get all <laughs> the twitch drops for the day so now i have like anytime i start a new save i'll have like an a rank ship or an a rank multi-tool whatever um so that was kind of keeping my attention but man yeah i don't know i 
I don't, it's not, here's the thing about No Man's Sky, and people don't really realize this, I think, when they first start. For most people, not everyone, but for most people, it is not a 300-hour game. It is like a 30 to 40-hour game that is very enjoyable, but that's sort of when you get to the point of diminishing returns is like 30 to 40 hours. I am totally cool with that. And like, that is an amazing experience for a very small team and really for any game. If any game can keep your attention for 30, 40 hours, that's amazing. So I think that's the thing to keep in mind. Most people will not want to spend their entire lives and probably for the best in this world. For those that do, good for you. That's great that you get like a ton of enjoyment of seeing everything and whatever else you're doing for 300 hours. But for me, great fucking game for 30 to 40 hours. Cool. Should I talk about Dead Eye Deep Fake real Please. quick? Holy shit. Okay, y'all, this game rules. An indie team, or maybe person, I don't know how big this team is, made this killer cyberpunk game where Fuck you yeah. are, you have been uh, killed or are a robot, I don't know, whatever. You've been dead, and now you are in debt for your return to life. A million dollars in debt, which I think we've seen this with like hardships fit. Hard ship space, hard space ship breaker. Is that right? Hard no. Hard light. Hard breaker ship light. <laughs> yeah, that one. Anyway, now you have to go and like do cyberpunk crimes, and you do that by breaking into various corporations, and you can like go in guns blazing. You can hack everything. You can hack the planet. Um, a lot of the things that you're familiar with, with you know, like a Deus Ex, right? Except you are doing all of the hacking on your keyboard. So you get line of sight with a camera, and then you actually have to, like, hop hack that camera. But then once you've been given access to that camera, now you also have connection to the camera's hub. So just right away, you could hack all of the cameras. Um, And the way that it balances that is every time you see a computer, you gain basically data points that you can spend on making these choices so you can't just do everything right away but if you want to burn the data points you can like take a lot of control of a very specific part of a game's world um it's almost like making decisions about how you upgrade your abilities in deus ex but doing it like moment to moment Hmm. um and everything has repercussions so anytime you do these sorts of hacks especially the more valuable things that alerts the security system um but you can actually find the security system in each building and then go and hack that. But that costs a ton of points. So if you do that, then you, you, you're kind of like up shit creek. So very, very, very difficult. But here's the thing. Uh, it looks like Dwarf Fortress almost. Oh, like, boy. It oh, is like... Bo- wait, 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 wait. Come back, come wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. So it's, it, it's not full ASCII. I would actually say it's, it's closer to like really classic roguelikes. It's a little bit more readable. I was a, a bit worried about this, but after playing it, it makes a ton of sense because the game has to convey so much information because it's it's allowing you to do things that I just like straight up do not see in video games, especially cyberpunk video games, and you need that space. Now I'm going to scare you off one more time. I'm going to drop this image, and Justin, if you can describe what I'm, you're seeing. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, let's see the image. Justin. Oh God! Hold on. Oof. <laughs> Deep breath. This game rolls. Okay. You know when 
you're reading through a list of things of how to fix your computer. And then you get to the one thing that's like, if you hold these two buttons in while your computer's coming on, some really terrifying shit will come yeah, up. Yeah, it's like a computers. bio screen. It looks like a bio screen. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It looks like yeah, a bio screen. Yeah, or like you screen. opened up too many tabs and then like you like went yeah, but to sleep and woke up the next morning. You're, you're like, wait, what you're, was I doing? If you doing? see this screen on your computer, you're already thinking about how to buy another computer. <laughs> <laughs> this is if you opened up too many tabs in 1986, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and and what's cool as hell about this is so what what we're looking at is like there's a kind of like a D and D style chart of like hey here's your character and its weapon and like what its attack versus defense points are and a bunch of different variations of that here's your actual character and their health and their shield, but then there is um the game's core map that you're in that you're exploring a two D world right, but then on top of that there's like a central tab that is the map of the interface of all the electronics that you've right. discovered so far that you can hack. And then the lower right is the, yeah, like where you would actually type in the hacking commands. And in the upper right is a compass that shows you how to get around the world. And then there's the this like little smiley face that is letting you know like the system's defense and how much data you have left. It is... It's so it's much. It's like if in war game, like the like when you watch war games and he's like playing computer games and it's like a fake made up computer game, like that's what it looks like. That's yes. kind of dope though. But it, yeah, no, I cool. think it looks sick. Yeah. What's really cool, cool as hell about this is it works. So like while you're playing it, you feel like you are in the fucking matrix. Like yeah. you it, that that all of this clicks together is incredible. It's early access. First word of warning. And two, it's hard it is really difficult um but i i just find it tremendously rewarding and i i really recommend people check it out even in this early stage um it has like a lo-fi hip-hop beat soundtrack that is thank god because you need something to de-stress while you're playing it um and the writing is just strong like really really strong writing um so yeah i i am like utterly smitten with it and I I can't wait to play the final version of that whenever that I mean that could be you could tell me that's coming out in a week and you could tell me that's coming out in 2025 and I would believe either option. Um and it's yeah, called Dead Eye Deep Fake Simulacrum is the full name. Yes, that's a yes. Wild name. Yeah, yep. and it's on Steam. Cool. What else? We should probably take a break, right? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's and take a break. Uh, and then let's uh let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. 
Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Should we set a timer for how long we're going to be grumpy about the specifics of Gotham Grumpy's Knights? not even the right word. Sad. How I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I'm. It's depressed. Yeah. It's a. It's a genuinely. It's a. It's sad. Does seven minutes sound okay? Seven minutes in heaven. In sure. some sort of heaven. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds I, good. Let's and then begin Gotham nice discussion now. Boop. It's not good, and it's really puzzling. It's puzzlingly it's not puzzling. good. It's puzzling. It's, it's, it's a mystery. It it's is like a, the Riddler made a Batman game, and it's <laughs> and it's his his nefarious enigmatic fingerprints are all over it uh it's it's can you describe what it is okay first? so batman died sorry and batman died and there's Rip. four of his friends <laughs> can like, i can robin I robin robin and not robin yes can and and did batman actually die because there is another batman game that starts with batman died yeah i know so i don't know <laughs> Batman seems to I maybe mean, a pretty good trick if he's not dead. So he keeps uh, doing it. He, yeah, I know. Um, so Batman died, and his four friends, uh, Jason Todd, Red Hood, um, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, uh, Dick Grayson, who's now Nightwing, and uh, Tim Drake, who's Robin. They, uh, the four of them, decide they're going to pick up where Batman left off. You can control one of them. Um, and in this open world, and you fight crime, and you try to figure out what Batman was working on before he died. That's the main, like, thrust. It involves Raj Agul somehow, mm. uh, and Talia Agul. Um, and it's a big jigsaw puzzle. If you, if you <laughs> I mean, there aren't huge departures from the Rocksteady games of, of old. It's, it's huge, not- Huge, huge disagree. Well, no, 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 I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. Okay, I, uh, Griffin, you and I will agree on this. I guarantee. I'm saying, like, if you were saying, "Here's what this game is," to people, 
like it, it it is in the same lineage, right? Like yeah. this is what I'm saying. It's it the is the art it style, is one the of combat those. style, and, um, and just and for I, people that style, aren't aware, I art style is much better. I I think that they have uh, issued a lot of their like crappy. Uh, like meaty, grim, unreal engine sort yeah. of thing. For people like, that aren't aware, real quick, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, those were the Rocksteady games we're referring to. Generally, critically, extremely well received. Right. Arguably, not some as of the much best Arkham Knight. I mean, they even, Origins even, was even Arkham whatever, Knight, yeah. most of yeah, them and, and, hit and, and people level. liked Knight the game. It was, a lot of that was the technical issues yeah. at launch. That yeah. was a big thing. But yeah. first so it's like though, a A minus and above kind of thing for those games um so it uh there are many things okay the good thing can i say the good things i like about this yeah sure um uh i think the music is great Great i can't notice did you guys notice it it's really good music it's very good it's really good music um and i think presentation wise i like it i think that it strikes a pretty decent balance of aesthetics where like i despise the aesthetics of the arkham games i think they look like like really bad and this has brought in some a bit more color a little bit more like um incandescent bulb sort of lighting that feels more like christopher nolan's gotham uh the 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 like driving around in your bike which you can summon at any time like looks and sounds really good not everybody looks like they're on that like chicken only the rock diet yeah right batman definitely did batman is batman's you see for a little bit he's yoked He's fucking huge. His body is huge and amazing. So you've probably been listening to this stuff, and there's probably a part of you that's like, this sounds kind of cool. Like, this sounds pretty good. So why is it bad? Okay, I want to start out by saying I disagree with the with the comparison to the, to the Rocksteady games, specifically in the combat. If you did not play any of the, the uh, Arkham games... The combat that it introduced was, I would say, pretty foundational for a lot, a lot, a lot of character action games that would come after it, Mm -hmm. where it was all about maintaining flow as you sort of like uh, did quick attacks against enemies, and then there were like vaulting dodges, there were side dodges. It felt like a rhythm game almost. There were counters, right, And, and the higher that you got your sort of your your flow to like the more benefits that it would provide in in combat this game has simplified that down to a point where it is it is an unrecognizable so and simple to me so, so you have like quick attacks and you can charge a quick attack you have a range attack you can charge a range attack and then you have like special abilities on cooldown timers but there's no like counter there's no, you don't just zip from enemy to enemy as you chain stuff together. Like, for me, it was the very first fight I got in, I was like, oh, okay, this is not an Arkham game, and that's fine, but it is it, not as the, fun The at other all. thing that jumped out at me, um, the where I was feeling, I was trying to figure out, like, why does this not feel good? A huge one is there's no combo, which especially, like, when you're fighting, like, 20 mm. dudes in a row. There's not like a combo meter to keep track of. I always really like the combo meter specifically in Arkham games because I feel like it would be a game Batman would play in his head. Like <laughs> these guys are so easy to hit. I want to see how many of these dudes I can hit before one of them hits me. Like 
that it it felt, and it looked fucking cool and it, it felt cool so and cool. cool. And well, nothing, and you also yeah. you also increased the amount of damage you were doing based on how high the combo meter went. Right. So it actually went faster the One, higher it when went. you got that combo up and you punched a dude. It sounded like a meteor hitting the earth. Like yeah. it, it, it was <laughs> it was the best combat in any character action game I had I had ever played. And you saw that sort of spread throughout, like the Spider Man. Insomniac, the Assassin's Creeds, the Assassin's Creeds, like definitely had some of that stuff going on, but it it, it people learned from Rocksteady, mm-hmm. right? Some of the yeah. attack animations are pretty cool. Um, they 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 don't flow well, like no. so it's very noticeable. Sometimes you'll see a character like slide into place to begin cool animation, which <laughs> yeah. is a little distracting. Uh, we okay, have one so, minute. No, There's, no, 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 because no, we've sand all nice stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We should have started the timer right when we started to talk shit. Uh, you, there's a, you're a detective. You're four detectives. The detective, sometimes when you're on a mission, the game's structure is, is I still don't necessarily understand it. It feels, uh, uh, so you can play multiplayer. You can play two-player co-op, right? And so automatically, if you've played the Arkham games, like trying to reconcile that with that like doesn't make sense. So they have made certain concessions. The game has a structure where you stay in the Belfry instead of the Batcave, and you go out on missions from the Belfry, you go out on patrol, and you beat up dudes, and you get clues for crimes that are happening. You do you stop little crimes, so then you can stop big crimes, which then gives you it's upgrade not a bad, points. It's not a bad idea. When you stop the small ones, you get clues that lead you to bigger crimes. That's, it, I, I thought that was kind of cool. It's not a t- bad idea. It's just it needs to be one of many, 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 many ideas of things to populate <laughs> this open world. And that's not true. That's not true. Uh, but then you'll find a crime scene, right? And you go into detective mode, and then it'll be things like, "Oh, so here he had a microwave with a three-digit lock on it, and a phone with a four-digit lock on it, and a safe with a six-digit lock on it, and then over here is a calendar with four digits on it, and a piece of paper with three digits on it, and etched into the wall here is six digits. And then it's like, go solve it." And you have to match the two things in a in a like straight up like uh, iOS game seek and find level of complexity, like Slylock Fox level shit. And I'm not saying that the Arkham games did that necessarily better. It just didn't do them as much. It would be more like you know turn on your AR vision, see a thing, and then follow it. Like there wasn't a whole lot more to it than that. But it was. It's so mind-numbing it's it is extremely mind-numbing and 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 even if this core thing was okay it has layered onto it so many where you can just feel the studio trying to find like here's here's something that's in other games that are good like okay i'm just gonna run real quick sometimes you'll find chests and they don't make any effort at fucking all to explain it's just like it's a chest you just open it in the world and there's a, you know, it's like the chest that you sometimes see in a grocery store. It's a, a chest that you unlock. There are resources like a bajillion different resources that you use to craft things that are all tiny incremental bonuses over the other things. It feels so uh, out of place. It's like a much less meaningful like destiny kind of progression where you're it, just it like, feels like a much less meaningful Avengers, which is yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay, really that's perfect, saying perfect. something. Yeah, it's, it's it feels very games of service in the like, ooh, I got a green bow staff yes. for 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 uh, Robin. But this one, I, there are these absolutely infuriating design decisions. Did did any of you guys unlock uh, gliding? Uh, I I just did before I started okay, right. playing. So 
the way you unlock gliding is at first you have a, you're in the open world and what you have is a grappling hook and that's it. So and the you, bike. And a bike. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking of like aerial traversal. Yes. You have a bike that you can summon at any point and that's fine. It's like it, that works fine. Uh, and I think, again, looks and sounds cool, but for the aerial stuff, which is such a big part of the, those previous Arkham games, um, for that, for the aerial stuff, it's just a grappling hook at first, right? So you shoot the grappling hook and it pulls you towards the thing and then you kind of like jump and look around and maybe you'll find, it feels terrible. It feels without, so bad. It feels so bad without the gl- ability to glide because you'll fling yourself up in the air and there's nothing. So <laughs> to get the ability to glide, you have to do, um, ten, you have to prevent 10 premeditated crimes, each of which <laughs> is like three or four minutes long to do. You have to find three mini bosses and to defeat them. And then oh. you have to do what's called um, like perfect strike training, which is like timing your attacks to get a- attack bonuses. Right. And y- so you, that is how it, it's called like knighthood is this quest line. And to get like the stuff that you actually want, you have to do this garbage. So you do that garbage and you finally unlock it. Okay. If you want to do that with one of the other four characters, oh my god, the three no. other characters, oh no, you have to again oh. do ten side, do ten preventable crimes, Cursed. fight three mini bosses, and I shit you not, guys, you have to do the perfect strike training again. Oh. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously, when when you start uh, the first time you're ever on the bike, the the tutorial that says how the GPS system works. Blocks the tutorial that explains the bike controls. You will only ever, these two will definitely always appear at the same time. Like, you <laughs> know this would happen. And that is time. We're definitely a time. We're wait, definitely wait, wait, a time. Uh, can, can I, I, I want to talk about like a wait, Yeah, you I didn't get a hand one on thing, the, One more thing, 30 seconds, sorry. Okay, okay. If I would just fix this, just make it a Batgirl game. Yeah. Well, it would no. be such a big, like. Or make it one game instead of like okay. five This is an alley-oop to what I want to talk about. good. Right. So uh, uh, some history for both this studio and Rocksteady. The last full game that this studio shipped was in 2013. What's this studio called? It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers Montreal. Montreal. And this is Batman Arkham Origins. And then it played support in 2015 uh, on uh, Batman Arkham Knight. And, like, I think Rocksteady shipped to Arkham Knight in 2015, 2016, right? Like, something like that. So it's been a long time since either of these studios have been working on the games. Or shipping games. Yeah. Rocksteady did not make this game, despite making the, like, main Batman games, right? They are working on a Suicide Squad game that has been in development for roughly forever. Um, uh, and still very unclear, like, what's going to come of that game. This game feels to me like, I mean, Justin, I th- maybe you said it on this episode already, like notes to death, where somebody at some point was like, yeah, Batman's good, but we need to, uh, we need more of that Destiny thing, or we need more games of service, or we need multiplayer, or we need to take it in a new direction, not Batman, or we need bigger open spaces. Um, so like, we'll, I guess, blow out the streets and make them large, uh, so they feel like these, like, larger open world games versus got the claustrophobic feel. But it just felt like a million notes, and because the game was in development for so long, I just imagine they kept getting notes? Yes. And this feels to me like the problem of game development right now, 
and I'm like why it's so difficult, which is games now are more expensive than they've ever been to make. They require more people and they require more time. So if you don't have a consistency of vision on every level, from the people who are making it, uh, you know, at entry level, who are actually, you know, designing the thing and testing the thing, to the the director of the game, to the publisher who is actually financing it. If you all don't agree on what you're making, that seems like a recipe for disaster. And I think that's why we're seeing this sudden glut of AAA games that are having similar problems like this. And I mean, WB Games, again, this is this is just speculation right here. But there have been rumors for years that WB Games was trying to get sold, that it was unclear why they had this interactive division, especially when they were trying to create this massive like streaming company, right? With HBO Max and Discovery. And holy moly, do you feel it here? Like it just, this feels like a game that did not have a champion. I don't know on, on various levels. And then what bums me out is, do you remember that story with Overwatch that Blizzard was making an MMO and at a certain point somebody came around and was like, you just need to ship a game and make money. And then they took all those assets and they made Overwatch. Yeah. And it ended up being like, oh, wow, it actually worked. This game, it literally feels like that. It literally feels like they were making other games. And then at, at some point, somebody came around and was like, hey, we've been doing this for five or six years. We have to ship a game. And then the decision was, okay, let's just do all of the traditional things that make a video, like a modern video game, I, a modern yeah, video game. I, I feel like I haven't, I don't believe in my heart of hearts, I don't believe someone pitching a game that stars these four characters. Like, I don't believe, it's such a weird idea that it feels like something just like, I don't know, like these are the ones we have licenses for and we could do a lot of different costumes and sell a bunch of stuff. I, don't, I it just feel- <laughs> I mean, arguably that's to some extent, multiverses has that same mentality, right? They have all these IP, let's use them. But it goes I, so much further that it becomes its own thing. I just, I, I, I feel- I feel awful for the people who who made this game because there's like clearly talent. Yeah, for sure. Going into this game. And the the game itself, it, it, I don't know a better way of saying it, is like not the problem. It seems like all of the very, very high level decisions, like each one of them was a mistake. Every Even just like the, the idea of including co-op can derail the entire rest of the game's design because well, it needs entirely, to allow. Yeah. For, yeah. For and I, I mean, I was I was in LA last week meeting with some friends and a number of people in games I spoke to, I was like, you know, what what how hard would it be to make this? And they're like, making one superhero is a nightmare. Yeah. Because right? you have to think of an entirely new way of getting around the world, right? You have to think of new combat. Making four yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's ambitious. I, I I kept coming back to Avengers because I think the similarities yeah. are pretty stark, uh, no pun intended. And I think <laughs> that this game makes Avengers seem like way more competent and way yeah, way sure. better. Like I had I had moments of Avengers where that I enjoyed. I kept playing Avengers after we talked about it on on the show, not for very long. Uh, because so many, it had quite a few sort of conceptual flaws and the same sort of like um, feature overreach that was clearly the design of some maniacal like executive uh, who wanted people to play this game, only this game forever. And 
I maybe it's just like you know this could also be sort of like COVID, uh, yeah. fucking everything up. The fact that this game came out seemingly like ignoring a lot of those like they made a worse version of Avengers with like all the same problems, but like magnified in a way. It's it's uh man alive. It's so it's so rough. I had zero fun playing this game for the yeah. whole time that I played it, it like start to finish. It really it should have just if if you do if you just do like the Miles Morales but you do it for Batgirl. I feel like that that would be a solid way of like putting your own spin on what Rocksteady has already done because you're in you know it's like in an uncanny valley with rock with with Rocksteady's games. Like it it is in this like well that's sort of like it enough where it just feels uh off 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 but just make Batgirl just make a Batgirl game it could be like about her learning how to because there's some interesting stuff in here the the only narrative stuff that works for me at all is that Alfred is also hanging out with these four uh uh college students uh probably have the time of his life <laughs> loves it loves their energy loves sure. their show him TikToks and he's like I've never had pop rocks before and this is you know but um <laughs> yeah he has these conversations like uh, they go in to see Penguin and Penguin's like, eh, you should go. Get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not fucking around with you. You're a Batgirl. Go, go away. And she complains to Alfred, and he's like, yeah, the, the, this is something that Batman had to deal with, and here's how he, like, sort of handled that and grew past it. That would be a cool game if it's, like, Barbara Gordon reckoning with the loss of both Jim and Batman and, like, yeah. learning how to protect the city the way he did. That's a cool thing. Uh, this is This is nothing. This is This is nothing. Well, that was so much more than seven minutes. Yeah, it really I was. Know, I tried. Really, I wanted. Okay. I couldn't have the time I spent on this be because I For kept. Not. I kept thinking it would. There's so much stuff that it, I kept thinking it would click. You know. Yeah. I kept thinking, but it's just no dice. If you haven't played it, go play. Go play Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. If you have not played those games, and They're I've also great. heard that Arkham Origins, which I haven't played, but I heard once all it, the bugs were fixed, which took a good. while, but but yeah. it's pretty good. I've heard. With all the bugs taken one. care of. so And you could probably get it for a song, so go for yeah. it. Um, can we jump right into the honorable mentions? Yes. Because yes. we talked about great games at the beginning, and it would be nice to sort of sandwich that. Great games the to end. the end. Great games at the end. Uh, I'll go I'll go real quick. Um, Binding of Isaac, pretty much nonstop. Thanks, Russ. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's in me in a big, big way. That game is one of the best games ever. And, and, and let me just say, we said this at the uh, before we started recording. I was talking to Griffin about what mods he installed. Yeah. And Griffin mentioned that one of the mods he installed was this feature that allows you to change. There's like these hidden rocks that if you blow up, you get items from the rocks, but they're yeah. very hard to see. And Griffin installed an, uh, a mod that makes the hidden rocks much easier to see. And I gave him a little shit for it. I would say slightly easier. There's a mod that turns uh, uh, these bonus rocks into circular, bright pictures of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, so I didn't, I did not take that one. Uh, I just what I was going to say, slight though, edge. Even though I gave Griffin a little bit of shit, what's great about playing Binding of Isaac on PC specifically, and I wish consoles had this option, is you can really, really tweak it yeah. exactly to the level of uh, accessibility or difficulty that you want to get it to, um, where like I keep it relatively pure. I really just have the item description thing on. 
But if you wanted to, like, for example, give yourself a little more health or whatever, find out what, like, random pills are before you take them, you yeah. can do that stuff, and it, it'll it make the game a lot easier, but honestly, like, it's your game. You spent it. money on it, so yeah. go ham. Yeah, I guess I guess do, do your thing. Uh, it's it's huge, and there there is a reason why this game has the, like, diehard audience that it does, and I would say it is unfortunate that you really have to put some time into it before that shit starts to reveal itself but it is yeah. a i think a scalable mountain uh because there are there are plenty of like youtube tutorials about like these are the missions to prioritize so you can get these unlocks that will really help you out uh and not dilute your item pool yeah you don't uh, have this to is the, this griffin's is the obsessing in the way that griffin obsesses you don't have to you at least need to know how like the progression of the game That's works true. because it's there's some things like well you have to get to mom's heart and beat it 11 times in order to yeah. unlock uh the next like that stuff is like completely yeah uh, it is I a little opaque on that front I super opaque but um i'm i'm i cannot once again i don't know i can't think of too many other games that i will fall off of for long periods of time and then when yep. i get back into them i get back into them fucking hard uh, but that is true of uh, Binding of Isaac. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to an iOS game. Uh, my baby has been on sleep strike uh, for about a month, so I've been diving diving back in. First of all, Melvor Idol, that uh, uh, sort of idol game version of uh, RuneScape. Big expansion dropping tomorrow. Can't wait for that. But uh, Evercrawl is a, a new one hmm. out on iOS. It is uh, a procedurally generated sort of dungeon crawler, almost by way of Crossy Road, uh, where you just have these <laughs> oh, different... I'm this. Yeah. You have uh, different character classes, and you move along a path that's five tiles wide, sort of, uh, and you can only move forward or in diagonals. And there's monsters and traps and boxes and coins Ooh, and there's progression systems art. and the, the art is fucking amazing. Yeah. It has uh, unlockable palettes like Downwell, oh which I am like oh, very yeah, very into. Frush, this is the most frushic looking game I think I've. I think, okay, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm I think you'll like. I think it I it just it. dropped like maybe yesterday or the day before, but it's uh, Evercrawl. It's really good. I've been playing it a lot, and I would encourage everybody to check it out because it's it's pretty big and has a lot of cool unlocks and stuff. That's it. Uh, hoops. Uh, Domekeeper is a game that I started playing this week. It is a uh, 2D uh, uh, retro style uh, in, in the aesthetics game where you are, you land on this alien world to mine minerals, uh, which the mining of minerals in this game is basically, it looks like Dig Dug. You're like, scoot, scoot, scoot down, go over, you're looking for gems. You're finding the gems, which are, uh, there's different kinds of resources that you collect. Then um, you take those resources you find back to your dome that is sitting on the surface of the planet. And the, when you're digging for gems and resources, you're completely safe. You're completely fine. Uh, but you, uh, every once in a while, not once in a while, on a, on a pretty regular schedule, your dome is attacked by um, alien creatures so you have to get back to the dome uh, there's a, a dome that has a giant sword and then there's a dome that has a giant laser and you have to use the laser to defend your base from the wave of enemies and then get back to mining and the mining resources that you get can be used to either upgrade your or both more accurately upgrade your suit and your digging abilities and your ability to like 
carry a bunch of resources back to your base, um, but they are also used to increase the defenses of your base, make your your laser better and more powerful and increase your base defense. So you're weighing how you're going to spend those resources versus, um, uh, you know, on, on collecting resources versus defending the base. There are also these little relics that you find that give you different abilities. So there's a relic that you can use to create a lift that uh, floats your gems and resources back up to your base for you. There's a relic that you can uh, get a little dinosaur that digs for you. You just pick him up and chuck him where you want to, and he'll start digging and exploring and finding resources. And you can find a pulse that lets you locate resources easier, but the, but that is the game. It is a great loop. It is very fun to find a big patch of resources and then get the mm-hmm. alert that your base is under attack and have to decide, am I just going to leave a big pile of stuff here so I can fly quicker back, or am I going to try to haul these resources back up uh, while my base is, is being attacked. It's very cool. Yeah, I like the the everything has weight and physics to it. So if you try to bring like three gems back versus two, that's going to like really slow you down. So yeah. there's this definite and, balance. And there. eventually you'll, un, you know, you've upgraded enough that you've got like 15 gems that you're lugging behind you like a, a, a bunch of dead weight. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, before I get to my recommendation, I want to go back to uh, I'm a Teenage Exocolonist. Okay. Northway Games, we should have just said that to me. Yeah. I would have been, uh, Sarah and Colin Northway, the people who make, who are Northway Games, two of the nicest people in the industry, for anybody who's curious. They are very nice. Uh, they they made Incredipede, they made Fantastic Contraption, which is like one of the best VR creations oh, wow. out there. Um, They're a absolute delight, and here's where you might recognize Colin, he's a character in Spelunky. That's true. He is. Oh, that's he has a pith helmet. He's the blue character with the uh, mutton chops. That's oh that's, wow, uh, Colin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, my my game is uh, Riley and Rochelle, which uh, Polygon described as uh, a, like a romantic story game uh, where Elliot Smith fell in love with Celine Dion, which I think is a pretty perfect pitch. Um, it is by the uh, in part by the dude who made Rivals which I think I recommended on this show. Did any of you play this? It's like a story detective game that's like basically about Wilco. No. The fuck? No, oh my no. gosh. Justin, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot again. Oh, <laughs> no, like you another... can't spend... No, you don't get greedy, Chris. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's coming for you. Um, uh, but yeah, Riley and Rochelle is, is kind of building off this weird corner that this, like, very very small team effectively is making in story games and i i really like what they're doing i feel like we're getting a release every year now um and yeah i I think people should check it out there's a free demo on steam i'm seeing a lot more demos lately has anybody else been noticing that yeah it's because amount of uh, demos it's because of steam next fest is going on right now yeah but even before that i I, i've been i feel like i just it's like coming back in a in a big way Mm -hmm. um anyway fresh how about you yeah, I know. Again, I was I was on vacation and really only had time for No Man's Sky. So you read I a book? No, I didn't read a book. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm Did you no hear when he says vacation? Okay, dorks. That's it. We're gonna play Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope next week. I am so excited. Here are the games we talked about. Are you ready? 
I was a teenage exocolonist. The case of the Golden Idol, Dead Eye, Deep Fake, Simulacrum, No Man's Sky, Gotham Knights, Riley and Rochelle, The Binding of Isaac, Evercrawl, Domekeeper. Wow. Yeah. That's it. There's a lot of games. There's a lot, a lot of, of games. games out there. Uh, there's a lot of things to play that aren't Arkham Knights, <laughs> so please check <laughs> you know. them totally out. Um, yes, next week, Mario and Rabbids, and then we've got God of War on the way. We've got the Resident Evil expansion on the way. There's more video games. They're, they're happening, baby. Pokemon? There's a little thing called Pokemon? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. We're going to get real nasty with all those coming up uh, soon. We hope you'll join us for all that. Be sure to join us again every week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? A little help here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>